Good day. Welcome to another episode of the Fan Club Podcast. Now, for those of you who have been following Coffee and Collaborations since our inception in April of 2018, you know, we were Coffee and Collaborations Podcast. Well, we've had a bit of an evolution. We went through our own journey through COVID and life itself, business transitions. All of us have had to look at things and see if we're doing the thing that we're supposed to do, staying on track, going towards vision, all of those different things. And so I had to take a moment and step back and realize that there are some adjustments. There were some adjustments that needed to happen. And from there, I came up, I got this like knock in the head. Anybody that ever happened to you get this like knock in the head with exactly what you should do. And so the fan club podcast is still under Coffee and Collaborations. Coffee and Collaborations has evolved to be Coffee and Collaborations Media instead of Coffee and Collaborations Podcast. How about that? And so the next step was creating a new face for what I would be doing. And because I am a business consultant, finance consultant, coach, all of that stuff, I wanted to bring my friends along with me, those who I'm already doing workshops, trainings, uh, re using as resources and sharing their genius with others to be able to help them to grow. I wanted to bring them onto the podcast to provide business tips in leadership, transformational leadership, all levels of leadership in finance, such as myself, there are different uh, facets of finance and I don't cover them all, um, as well as so many other things, communications, conflict resolution, so many things that we need as entrepreneurs and even business people but sometimes we don't have the access to it. We don't have the resources. So this show is merging just a little bit to focus on a bit more professional development. And I'm excited about it. So FAN is actually an acronym for Friends Accountability Network. So Friends Accountability Networking Club it, podcast is what we have. I am excited to have my next Yes, so this month is Women's History Month, and I wanted to bring on women who are my friends, who are bosses. And I can't think of a better word. They are bosses. They are doing some amazing work. First of all, they're servant leaders. They, they love first. They're transformational leaders in so many ways. Oh, my goodness. And I am excited to highlight them because, and I think you're going to love them. And that's why I'm excited to highlight them. So today, I get to highlight Tracy Phillips. So let's bring her on. All right. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so we have been talking just a little bit already uh, because we hadn't seen each other in a little bit of time. We were just like, hey, girl, hey. Hey, la, 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 la. Right. And we just, we had such a deep conversation right away because that's who she is. Like Tracy, I met her maybe two years ago, a year or so ago. And she is the innate coach, which I absolutely love. Anybody that ever listens to her always leaves with a bunch of nuggets and a bunch of knowledge. And one of the things that I truly love, a different view. 
because we all need to sometimes have access to a different lens, right? Because our lens can get cloudy and muddled with so much stuff that we need people in our lives and information and tools to help us to see things in a different way. And that is who she is. And so Tracy, I am so excited to have you here. I want you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what the innate coach is, what the connect, you know, all of the things that you do that are so amazing. So I'm going to give you the floor and shut up so people can get, (laughs) so people can get a clue as to what it is that you do. Well, Kimberly, first of all, your enthusiasm is effusive and, and, you know, I'm deeply honored, you know, to be here and excited too, because we've been talking about this for a while. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So to answer your questions and the unique coach actually came about from a client a number of years ago when we were talking about the stuff, like we talk about, you're right. I'm a deep dive, right? I'm one of those people that just like gets right in there. And uh, he says, yeah, we're always talking about the stuff that's like innate, to my, yeah. my personality, my character. I'm like, oh, I am so using that. that <laughs> so nice. the yeah. innate coach was, was born. Um, but really that's, that's the premise of my work. I work with visionaries first and foremost. So mm-hmm. visionary leaders, um, these are people who, you know, visionaries, they're a different, they're a different breed. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're people who are constantly like that squirrel, pew, 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 pew. you know, we've got the ideas going and we're at a 40,000 foot view. which means that we're always looking down to see where we can bring the next thing, right? Or make something better or fill in the gap somewhere. But it also means that there's a lot of things we don't do as well, right? We're not as good with the details. We're not as good at the the day-to-day organization. Um, And so we rely on others. And so really where I come in and work with clients is, and a lot of, because we see at a 40,000 foot view, sometimes we forget we're not meant to do everything that we see, (laughs) And so really allowing my visionaries to first understand that they are visionary, what that means, what lane is their lane of brilliance, so to speak, their innate zone of brilliance and how to stay in it. And and then how to build teams around them where everybody is doing their own piece that's genius, right? That they're brilliant at. Um, And so that that, uh, visionary can stay in that visionary lane because it's so important, you know, that create that high level of creativity that visionaries bring when it gets watered down with and muddled down with all the running around in different directions and trying to play too many roles, yeah, we lose that. We, we, you know, think about if Tesla or Disney or, you know, some of these great known visionaries, you know, had their stuff watered down, yeah, like we would be so much further behind. And so that's really kind of my mission and focus is to, to help visionaries, um, you know, to, to stay in that place where they can give their best value. Yeah, I love that because, as you know, I love collaboration. And when you can bring those bits and pieces together to create this amazing puzzle and everybody walk in their area of expertise, then not only do you have one of the things I like to talk about finance, not only do you have exponential growth that can happen financially, but then like you said, to your point about Disney and Tesla and all those guys, you have growth beyond what you can even imagine and possibility and then opportunities beyond that. So now it fuels new things and even more creativity and all of that because that visionary has the opportunity to stay in their zone of brilliance, which I love that term. First of all, I I love everything that comes out of your mouth, but the zone of brilliance is absolutely where we as visionaries need to stay. And I've been guilty. I've been guilty of being all over the place, you know, an octopus. 
I've actually, I have absolutely been guilty. So I love that, you know, it's a, uh, one of the other guests that I had on talked about focus, yeah. focus and staying in that zone of brilliance. It's kind of like that, you know, really staying towards your vision and focusing in so that you can really show up. And so how has that been for this new season of people's lives. Like so much has happened over the past year. This new season, we've we've been hitting the head sometimes with our reality. You know, so how has that been? Has it been able to serve them in a better capacity because of the climate or has it been more of a struggle? Well, you know, I think there's that human aspect. So that's been the human part of us has struggled regardless. But, you know, yeah. 2020 was perfect, perfect, perfect soil for visionaries. Visionaries do well in chaos because chaos breeds innovation, right? So if you, if you ever, well, I like to use the analogy, if you ever walk into a, an artist studio, uh -huh. typically artist studios are not the most organized places, right? They're not the, <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't really find stuff. The artists can find it, right. but you know, there's stuff everywhere because there's constant creativity going on. There's constantly things being created and, and moved around and, and new things being invented. And, you know, the same thing with an invention, you know, somebody who is inventing things, there's like gadgets and gizmos all over the place. Yeah. So 2020 just totally shook us all up, but it created this, this environment that was absolutely conducive to the way visionaries work. So yeah. because I work with visionaries, all my clients totally excelled. Now that doesn't mean they didn't have their challenges, but because they were in their natural, you know, it's like fish in water, you know, they were able to navigate it and, and grow so exponentially Yeah, and almost, almost to, I think a surprising, you know, in a, in a surprising way for some of them, yeah. right. The, the innovation that came from it, that because the time was calling for it. And I think that this time is calling for visionaries, which is what I keep telling my visionary clients is you don't have the time to be stuck in the muck. Like yeah. you, you're being called, you're like, you're being called to duty right now. The world needs you more than ever. It's time to step up. We've got to figure these things out. We've got to get in your lane, you know, because part of it too, just from a human standpoint, mm -hmm. as I feel, think about all the years we spend contemplating our belly button, right? Trying to figure out who we are. Who am I? Am I this? Am I that? What's my identity? You know, having confidence, losing confidence. Think about all that energy we put into trying to figure out who we are yeah. that is meant to go out into serving the world. Once we can get that clear view, you know, just again, clarity, clarity, clarity. You yeah. talked about getting clear this year and coming up with this, you know, this new look and feel and what's next. Yeah. I mean, that's a visionary thing, which you are my friend, you know? And, and so that's the piece that we talk about is that that clarity then is like, oh, this is who I am. This is how I do my best work. Let me just go and do it instead of contemplating and spending all this time trying to figure it out, let's just yeah. own it and let's move on. Because now all the, that energy can really be funneled through into the true value we came here to create. Yeah. You know, one of the words uh, at the top of the year, actually the end of last year, it's funny that I kept hearing was release, release, yeah. like over and over again. And I was like, what is it? Okay. What, release, um, you know, is there something specific there? You know, I'm very spiritually inclined and I just kept hearing release. And I remit, I went to this, it was February or March. I went to a conference and I was in the conference actively involved. I had to speak. And that word just kind of hit me in the back of my head. It was like release. And I just released that day. And from that, I didn't know that the pandemic was, I mean, it was literally uh, coming up around the bend. <laughs> wow. I didn't know, but as a result of 
hearing that and beginning to start my journey to release, I was able to now begin to see some clarity. Now let some things go, release some things in order to move forward. And um, it's so crazy. You know, it's so crazy that you say that the, you know, us visionaries, we absolutely need to release some things in order to find our clarity and stay in our zone of brilliance because it hinders us for too long. I know it's hindered me, you know, way too long. What's a tip that you can give somebody? I know this is impromptu right here, but mm-hmm. I just thought That's of it. Tough. Like what's a tip that you can give someone in order to go begin that process to release some things, to really hone in on their zone of genius outside of connecting with you. Like what's a, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's a tip? Yeah. yeah. Just give me a call. No. So that's, that is a really excellent question. It's funny. You talk about release because you know, I've been talking all throughout 2020 about this idea of the sandbag release, right? Like mm-hmm. when, uh, when, you know, if we're talking about evolving, right. Or ascending, yeah right? To a higher level, what do we need to do if we're in a hot air balloon? We need to release the sandbags in order to ascend, right? So I ask, you know, people, what are those things in your, in your life that are bogging you down that you need to release so you can ascend? Yeah. And so a, a great tip is, you know, one of the things it's, it's interesting because what's coming up a lot with me and my own experiences lately in this freedom, you know, it's sovereignty who, you know, what's my sovereign place at the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about boss, we talk about queen, we talk about these ideas. I love the, you know, the kind of the, the reigning old fashioned terms, but sovereignty has really been coming up a lot. Yeah. And part of what I think we're being, we're reclaiming is some of these natural inclinations, these innate traits that we've always had, but we kind of shut down yeah. because we've been so conditioned to our head mm-hmm. and so conditioned to the outside world and what it's telling us. Yeah. But I have talked to numerous people that are all of a sudden really getting, they're like coming into their spiritual awareness. They're, they're starting to become so much more in tune with their intuition. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is your body, your body will tell you. So there's this distinction I make between discernment and criticism. Mm-hmm. And there's always a moment that our, and our body usually picks it up. I mean, if we're really in tuned, we'll get it through our intuition and our spirituality and all that first. But if we're not as in tuned, it'll always come through our body. So we can always look at these different places for these answers, but it's that moment when something starts to twinge and feel not quite right. And I don't mean uncomfortable in a growth way because right. you know every growth comes with some discomfort and we, yeah. we need to lean into that. I'm talking lack of alignment. Mm-hmm. That thing where either someone's saying something or something's happening, or we start to get that twinge of this doesn't really align with me. Yeah. You know, I, I, and, and our first inclination, if we don't catch it there is to shut it down, mm-hmm. right? Our head comes in and we go into criticism mode, right? But if we can catch it just before we get to that and realize, oh, this thing isn't resonating with me mm-hmm. and my body's telling me in some way, or I'm getting this inclination. When we can acknowledge that point and, and decide to either release it, you know, release that idea that we need to attend to this thing that isn't resonating or release if it's a person that just keeps every time we, in, you know, <laughs> come yeah. into contact with them, they're just something that I'm just like, it's just not a good fit yeah. or a job we're in where we keep getting this feeling like I need to be somewhere else or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. If we can start to actively find our way into a new situation, you know, whatever, whatever that happens to be, we will be less inclined to go into these positions where then when we don't listen, we go into criticism. It's either of ourselves, of others, or both. Yeah. And that's where I see 2020, you know, with all the shifts and changes, people didn't quite catch themselves at that discernment 
level. Mm-hmm. And so there was just so much, you know, that, that kind of bandstanding of, of this versus that, mm-hmm. you know, you're, if you're on this side, you're considered this way. If you're on the, you know, that is a criticism that came from people not recognizing that all of the changes that were going on were about them, not about someone else or something else in the outside world. Yes. Right. And so what we need to release is this, maybe it's a concept that, oh, that person made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between you made me feel and I feel right when we can exactly. start to own that, let's release this need to blame the outside world or others for how we feel and yeah. start to really take accountability for that. Think about where that's coming from or our finances. You know, a lot of people had financial issues, obviously in 2020, because there were so many shifts that put a lot of financial pressure on people for, mer- for very sure. various reasons and where we start to, there's a discomfort mm-hmm. and say, okay, where do I need to pivot myself? right? And, and, and start to take action to honor that discernment, mm-hmm. right? So that I don't, if don't just go into the blame, shame, victimized game of, right. of pointing fingers and all of this, where once we get stuck and muddled in that, I mean, some people are still so stuck in that. Yeah. And that's where fear and anxiety starts to creep in and starts to take over. And then it's a lot harder to start releasing things because we're at that point holding on to everything. We become yeah. like this sponge that just absorbs and absorbs and absorbs. Mm -hmm. And we're afraid to release because, you know, at this point we've totally lost our ability to discern what is working for us and what isn't because we're, you know, it's like somebody who sat in water too long. Like you become waterlogged. Like you, you just, you (laughs) don't, you, you, you can't, you, you really can't, you can't make the decisions and navigate your life in the same way. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I would say is it's a long answer to your short question, you know, is to become aware of those moments in yourself. Like if we can get super, super aware, yeah, you know, and, and because that sensitivity at this point is actually something that I think is going to help us pivot faster and stronger. Like you and I off, off, you know, um, this video, we're talking about, you know, how your intuition mm-hmm. to just come in and be love and to, to be there and open yourself up. It yeah. makes it so much easier when you decide to just do that because then you let you trust that little antenna that's going to tell you immediately yeah. what to let in and what not to. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, we deny our we're taught for so many years of our lives to deny very important things about ourselves, like our true yes. authentic selves. And so this is an open door to the journey to actually return to self. Now, some work needs to be done. Absolutely. Some of us need to do the work, that personal development that I talk about all the time on self. You know, that's the whole blame thing. That's the whole not accepting accountability, all of that. But so many people don't realize how much power there is in looking inward first and then moving forward, moving outward. And, And mindset is is one of those things that is going to be uh, an attributor to whether you're going to do that well or not. Are you going to stay at the same mindset? Are you going to grow from there? And I love that that's one of the tools that you talk about in every single workshop I've ever been to or heard of yours. That is one of the things that you consistently talk about. And I hear it over and over and over and over again. So I love the consistency. Um, And I want people who are listening to understand how powerful it is to accept where they are, be accountable to that and grow from there 
by making a choice today in the present and then moving forward because we can't go back. And that's the thing that I consistently, you know, talk about. If I made a mistake yesterday, I can't take it back. I can't do anything about that. All I can do is create an intention today and then move forward from there. And so it, it takes a mindset to get to there. So I want to talk a minute about, you know, mindset. I want to talk mm -hmm. a minute about mindset from the perspective of who you're around, from the perspective of things that we need to do for ourselves in order to get to that place, because we can talk about it all day, right? But how does a person who's like, I know I have some stinking thinking, I know I have <laughs> some shortcomings, how today can I, what do I need to do in order to grow and, and go through that journey? Because I'm I, I am hearing things, I do hear things that are telling me that I'm going in the, the I need to go on a different path. I'm going mm -hmm. in, a, in a chaotic path and there's more for me in, on this other path. So what is it that you would share around mindset for those who are listening? Oh, it's such a good question. So this is the way I like to look at it. So people really understand the impact of mindset. So mm -hmm. mindset leads us to skill set, which leads us to tool set. Yeah. So when people tell me I don't have the resources I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the know-how. Mm -hmm. That starts with the mindset, right? The, the more our mindset is akin and aligned with our skill set that we want, yeah, right? Then the more we're going to have that skill set, develop that skill set, be able to rely on that skill set, trust that skill set. Um, and those skill sets lead to tool sets, right? With our skills, we create tools. Yeah. Now we have the support of those tools so that when that thing comes up, we know, oh, I just need to grab that tool, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it starts with that mindset. You know, it's really interesting because a lot of times when I start with a new client, you know, one of the first things I ask is, okay, what are your goals? What are your intentions? Like, where, where do you want to go? Let's talk yeah. about your blueprint, your life blueprint. Mm -hmm. And after they've established that, we start talking and what's coming up in their language, which is, you know, what I use a lot with yeah. my clients is reading their language to kind of tell where they are in time and space is what I find is let's say their, their goals and their, their intentions are, let's call it due North, mm -hmm. but their thinking, their mindset is sending them due South. Yeah. And like, you're not going to get North when you're going South. Exactly. And, and so that's aligning the, the mindset. And so, you know, I know in the last, um, when we were doing that one conference together, that was one of the key pieces I was talking about was mindset. Yeah. And there's a great resource, a book by Dr. Carol Dweck called mindset. Mm -hmm. And in it, she's done all the studies, uh, where she really looks at two main ways in which we, we choose to think mm -hmm. right. Either in a fixed way where it is what it is and nothing's going to change. And yeah. I've, I, you know, I, I am, I, this is just the way I am. Right. <laughs> this is just the way you are and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's growth, mm -hmm. right? Growth mindset gets us to where we want to go. Fixed mindset doesn't. Fixed mindset right. keeps us in our comfort zone. It keeps us comfortable, but no growth yeah. happens there, right? Yeah. And so we start to then say, what constitutes growth mindset? What constitutes fixed mindset? Mm -hmm. And when we double down on those stories and those beliefs, again, we can do it with loving kindness. I mean, we're doing it for a reason. We don't mm -hmm. have to beat up on ourselves. Like, oh, I'm in fixed mindset. Oh God, because <laughs> it happens to all of us, even me yeah. who talks about this all the time. But the key piece is then have that skill set because my desire is to be in growth mindset. I will come into fixed mindset from time to time, but I become aware of it, apply my skill set to shift that. Mm -hmm. And that is my tool, right? And so I can do it like that. I can even catch myself. 
Mm-hmm. You know, whereas sometimes we need other people to catch us first because it's a blind spot. Eventually, we develop such skill sets and tool sets that even that blind spot is something we can catch yeah. and we can pivot. Yeah. And so that's really, it's, it's first a desire and a design. You know, we have to want it in order to get it. Yes. Right. And really what I mean by wanted isn't just this dream of, oh, it would be nice if, you know, I could yeah. have a better way of thinking. You know, I, I actually like to use the disempowered dynamic, tri- the disempowered and empowerment dynamic triangles to really kind of show mm-hmm. the importance of why mindset matters. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, usually nobody wants to be considered a victim and nobody wants to think that they're in victim mindset. Mm-hmm. But when you really start to sh- show how those dynamics and those roles interplay with one another, yeah. you can sit back and go, oh boy, even yeah. if I'm not actively placing myself in one of these roles. I get pulled into that dynamic all the time, Yes. right? But again, we don't know what we don't know. So one of the tools I like to use is say, okay, this is, this is what happens when we're in disempowerment. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when we're in empowerment. Empowerment is instead of victim, we're thinking as a creator where we take 100% responsibility for every choice we make, which leads right. to every action we take, which leads to every outcome we experience. Exactly. And that I am the creator of that. Yeah. I choose through my decisions. Yes. Right. And that's where we start. And from that place, guess what? Once we've put ourselves on the throne of, of creator in our lives, Mm -hmm. we only have one choice of mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't become this battle. It's just, I mean, the the battle quote unquote becomes catching ourselves Mm -hmm. when we start to slip and guess what? We're going to feel it. People go, well, how do I know if I've slipped? I'm like, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel totally out of alignment. Yeah, that's so true. And you, you're talking about the creator of our lives, you know, and I absolutely believe that in order to get to that place, then we need to be aligned as well with a bigger system than ourselves. You know, some people call it universe. I call it God. We need to be aligned in a it, with a creator in order to truly connect on a new level. And um, one of the things that I also believe helps people to get to that mindset that next level is a mentor and I believe that you show up as that I believe all of us have different mentors in various capacities it could be something that you didn't even realize was mentoring you to greatness it could be a pastor it could be a teacher it could be a coach whatever Um, but how important is mentorship for you as a mentor are you also receiving mentorship? And do you think that people, okay, (laughs) it's like, oh gosh, yes, (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's a question I get a lot. And I think it's also something that if people aren't thinking, you know, it's good when they hear it because it makes sense. Right. So I always use the analogy of athletes, Mm -hmm. right? We all know the greatest athletes in the world have had tons of coaches. That's how they got to be the greatest athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't think about that in other areas of our lives. Oftentimes it's, it's getting better. I think people are understanding this, you yeah. know, that to be great, we need to be coached, mentored, supported. We need yeah. accountability, buddies, something. I mean, I just like the idea of a coach because they're actually trained mm-hmm. right in that area that I need support in. Yeah. Um, and yet at the same time, because we have blind spots, you know, we can't, we can't have a bird's eye view of our own life. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. And so these people are able to, but what I love about coaches too, is they're trained not to tell you what to do mm-hmm. and not even to, you know, say, follow me and let me show you what to do. Mm-hmm. They're there to hold space for you to discover and find what you need to do. 
that's yeah. right in alignment for you. Yeah. Right. So they'll hold you accountable to those areas that you don't, you know, the areas we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't we look over here? What do you see? And they'll pull that, they will help with questions to pull those answers, you know, into the forefront so people can answer them and, and self-discover. But that's what I love the training with coaches is they're, they're, they're trained not to do it for the person. Yeah. Right. Because it's so important to me. I mean, the reverence piece for me is that I don't know what's best for you, but you Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And I know that you do. So how can I use my tools and my resources and my brilliance to create an environment that allows that is conducive for you to find yourself? Yeah. Right. That's, I feel my entire mission, not just even as a coach, but as a human being, you know, I, I, I do not, I, I call things lanes because you know, I have this great reverence for like, I don't want to step in your lane and get in your business because, yeah. you know, that's your life to lead. Yeah. But at the same time, I want you to know I'm here to support you, you know, to be brilliant in your lane. Um, you know, I'm all about that. And so I have had a coach since before I was a coach. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've had multiple coaches at different times. I mean, as an athlete, as a coach, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things my first coach said to me, she was actually a coach mentor when I was going through coaching school. And she said, you know, one thing, if I can give you any advice is never want for others what they don't want for themselves. In Mm -hmm. other words, don't feel like you see where that other person needs to go. Like you may see what's, what's possible and and what's potential and all of this, but, but hold that loosely because that's that other person's right to decide. And you don't want to even carry an intention of one direction because we can be unconsciously leading without Mm -hmm. even knowing it. Yeah. And that has been such good accountability for me over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, when I start to feel like I need to kind of go, I'm like, no, uh, 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 that's not, that's stepping out of my lane and into theirs. And that is not my place. And so yeah. it gives me much more reverence just in life. I think learning that skill in coaching mm-hmm. really helped me stay in that lane as a human being, right. In my, yeah. in my personal life as well, because it's so easy to have an opinion of what someone, because we love them, right. We, we love you. We want you to do it's just, it's not helpful. Yeah. Right? I mean, it goes back to the empowerment piece. Mm-hmm. So if I'm empowered to do something myself, then I'll have long-term results that are more successful and, and I'm able to achieve a whole lot more than if somebody's kind of like trying to drag me along. Sometimes you can become resentful of that person that you even asked for help from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if for you sure. Step towards accountability and ownership of your process. And so I absolutely believe that that's an essential part of that, uh, empowering our clients, empowering those around us to achieve their goals, the thing that Mm -hmm. they set for themselves, the thing that they want to see for their lives, whatever that area is, in order to actually achieve that. Um, I think so well said. Yeah, that journey, that journey kind of encapsulates all encapsulate encapsulating. Like you can't have one thing successfully without the other. And so I want to talk really quickly about before we close out, like, do you have any other tips? And then I know I'm excited because was it the conference that we did this past summer? We did a virtual conference. And at that time, you're kind of working on some projects and some different things. One of the dearest people in the world to me, who I met around that same time, maybe a little bit before you guys had started having these impromptu sort of conversations, and that has evolved. So during this pandemic, you have introduced some new things and created some new things that are exciting. And so I want to talk 
about that for a minute before we close out. Um, so Wool and Port, who has been on the show, I got to have them back because that show was kind of us doing one of those, like just jump on and talk about a topic that was heavy on my heart. So I actually mm-hmm. have to have him back as like, you know, a, a consultant and all of that. But um, he just continues to always pour out. So you guys have launched First, it was just like a conversation, and now it's a podcast with eavesdrop. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Yeah, so that was that. I mean, you, I know you appreciate this. It's like sometimes, you know, as visionaries, we get these ideas, and we're just like, sure, let's do it. You know, yeah. let's throw that spaghetti up against the wall and see what happens. And that's literally what eavesdrop was. It was really funny because Wolven and I were introduced, and we just like hit it right. I mean, you know Wolven. So it's like, we yeah. just hit it right off. And he said to me, he goes, would you be open for like biweekly conversations? Cause I really enjoy our, you know, just talking to you. I'm like, absolutely. So then COVID comes along and he says, he's like, we need to just like start putting some stuff out there. He goes, what if we took our two, you know, every two week conversations and just went live Yeah. and just see, like, we didn't really promote it. We, yeah. you know, we shared it at first. It was on his Facebook page, right. you know, so we were just doing it just whatever. And it took off like people just really wanted to hear these unscripted in the moment. Yeah. You know, no agenda, just whatever comes up. And the last one he got, I got all emotional. Like, I never know what's going to come up. But, you know, you're like this, too. Like, we really show up as vessels. Like, we really believe that we are have things moving through us. And and both he and I believe that. So we're always just like, hey, whatever you want to, you know, whatever message you want to have today, like we're open for it. And literally some of the most amazing things have come through in those conversations. And so, you know, they nourish us, they feed us. And that is kind of where we sit with it. And, And we, you know, our hopes is obviously that that can help other people. But yeah, I mean, we call it a podcast, even though it's still on Facebook live, you know, know what it's going to, you know, come to whatever, but it's, it's a solid place. And we found certain people who keep showing up religiously because I think it's that place where, you know, anything goes, people can, you know, I mean, again, within respectful, you know, boundaries, but you know, that people can just throw stuff out there. They can be like, oh yeah, me too. Or I've been thinking about that, or I hadn't thought about it that way. And, you know, sometimes our listeners will say something. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a great point. And so it it kind of broadens that ability to build that community. And, and at the same time, you know, feel like we're really, you know, showing up and doing what comes naturally for us. Yeah. I I mean, I absolutely have enjoyed it. I love the growth I love the conversations that I've been able to jump on. It has been good because I think the thing is we are so taught to act all the time. And this is just enjoying a conversation where you can actually gain some tools, gain some new perspective while you all are talking to each other, you know, and it's not a being taught at, but it's a being fed you know, and that's what I love about it. And I think that's why people show up because we don't always want to be talked at. We want to be fed sometimes. And it's that opportunity. And then you've just written a book that I'm excited as well um, to share with others. And it's going to be coming out soon. So how can we get Mm -hmm. our hands on this information? And guys, we're going to, across the ticker, we're going to share how you can connect with her. But we're going to talk about the book for just a second before we close. Um, Your process was so fun. I, I, I was behind the scenes 
you know, getting the emails like, oh, I got to finish this. Oh, I have this deadline or what have you. Totally. And so your commitment to completing that was amazing. How excited are you about this book? I'm super excited. I mean, first of all, thank you. I think the insights you just, the way you just described eavesdrop was just mm-hmm. brilliant. So thank you for that. That that was, I'll have to remember that one. Um, yeah, the book. So looking in was, has been a passion project, you know, for, and one that again, <laughs> 2020 was a surprise for me in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of stuff that just kind of popped up. I'm like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. Let me try it. And actually this book was one of them. I was not planning on writing a book in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking in just became, you know, for me, one of the things I pay attention to are trends mm-hmm. and it's through people saying that, oh, again and again, I hear in stories, certain trends, everybody's experiencing certain things in a certain way. And I pull those out. And one of the commonalities that were, that was coming up actually as early as 2018 was this, this thing that I called looking in mm-hmm. is this need to stop looking out. Like what are other people saying? What are other people doing? What is the world telling me that I should be, do have Yeah. and people starting to become more introspective, starting to ask those inner questions, starting to say, okay, they're doing that. But what about me? What yeah. is my unique place? And then, and then, you know, 2020 hit and it changed so much and made us go into our homes. And I, and I use that as an analogy because I always say one of my mission, I mean, my mission in life is to help facilitate people coming home to themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Because we all came here to be natural geniuses in our own way. And we need to come home to that because we've forgotten. But when we went into our homes, I'm like, that is going to create a going in even more than before because we were so busy running around. And now that we weren't running around, we had to start taking stock. And as you were saying, releasing things, what's not working? Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I didn't even realize I didn't want to do it until I had, I couldn't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. So looking in is not just talking about the concept of looking in and why it's important. It's actually a three-step process in the zone. I have a, a zone program that, you know, I help people create their zones and it talks about that. So it's an application book as well. But it goes through, and I actually ended up pulling a lot of my blog posts um, into this book. So obviously rewriting them and recreating and restructuring. But I realized that, believe it or not, halfway through the book, I'm like, this book is already written. I just need to reconfigure it. I've been writing about this stuff for years and didn't even know that it was chapters of a book. Nice. And I've heard that from a lot of authors. And obviously the time has been trying to piece it together in a way that makes sense and is congruent and, yeah. you know, is easy yeah. to follow, but it, it is really literally my own process, my client's process. And what I hope to, to become, you know, a process that other people can use to discover, define and align themselves with not only their unique brilliance, you know, and the purpose they have, but the legacy they're here to leave behind, which is such an important thing. Yes. One of my favorite words. Yeah. Sovereignty, <laughs> legacy. We got some. Yes. Yes. That's one of my favorite words. I talk about legacy all the time, whether it's with finance or whatever it is that you're doing, community service, whatever it is. And I talk about the fact that it it can serve you or it cannot. Like, so yeah. your, your legacy, it could be a good story <laughs> or That's not. True. Right. But either way, you're leaving something when you yes. go. And so if that is a story that you want to leave that you're proud of, then that is the intention daily. What is it that I can do to 
focus on a legacy that I'm proud of. So I love that. Um, I am so excited to have had you today, especially to highlight you for Women's History Month. I hope you guys have had an opportunity to see why Tracy is one of the women that I wanted to highlight. Um, make sure you connect with her. Make sure that you share this broadcast so more people can know about who she is, what she has going on. And I mentioned uh, Woolen Port earlier. He's a consultant, one of my friends. I don't just want to mention someone and everybody's like, who? But he's a, <laughs> he's a consultant and one of my friends of the Accountability Network. And so we'll have him on at another time. I hate that when it's like, oh, they mentioned someone. Who is that? You know, I always try to <laughs> rewind. Right, like who? So I always try to <laughs> I always try to mention who that person is. So if you just go to their eavesdrop in the moment, that podcast that they have every other Wednesday. So you can check it out and you can find out more about Tracy. You can find out more about Woolwin and maybe just maybe you can find out more about yourself. Ooh, that would be awesome. I like that. That would be awesome. Right. So thank here you. For thank you so much, Tracy, for joining. Um, if there's anything that we can do for you, I know that, you know, that I am here for you. I am like not going anywhere. I'm probably going to be stalking you again and again and again <laughs> to do more projects together. Like I mentioned before, cause I just, I love your energy and I love the, the synergy that we have. Mm -hmm. All right. So you guys Ooh. make sure to follow her, make sure to tune into coffee and collaborations fan club podcast every week on Mondays at 8 a.m. is when we launch. We'll be sharing it throughout the week. Every week we'll have a new, exciting, talented, gifted, hopefully walking in their purpose, guest who can give us tips and tools to help us to grow as individuals, but also in our businesses. You guys have a great day. We always talk about that the coffee is optional. But the coffee represents building relationships. The drink itself is optional, but the building relationships, that's not optional. It is absolutely important to building your friends accountability network and then ultimately winning. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. See you next time.